0: And uh, we read there in chapter 25, verse 1, we kind of find out some things here. It says these, uh, in other words, these next Proverbs, these these are also Proverbs of Solomon, which the man of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. If you know the story there uh, about Hezekiah, uh, he was probably about 225 years after Solomon had reigned. And of course, we know that the the kings in Israel, they, most of them did that which was uh, evil in the sight of the Lord. The kings of Judah, for the most part, they were okay, but they were kind of up and down. Hezekiah was a good king. He was a good man of God. And he came in uh, at a time when the kings before him weren't so good. And uh, so he's trying to get some things set back in order. Uh, and in doing so, uh, these proverbs are found somehow uh, uh, when they're, uh, they're found in the temple. And uh, so Hezekiah gets these things out, and he really commissions these next few chapters uh, there in the city uh, of Jerusalem. And uh, again, I encourage you to read uh, about, uh, do a character study. I've mentioned that before. Um, And so, uh, again, he was a great king. And uh, by the time he became king, though, uh, Judah had drifted quite away from God. But uh, uh, this godly king would, would, would really bring a great revival about uh, in, in, in the, the time there that, that he was king in Judah. And we have a couple of different things. In 2 Kings chapter uh, uh, one, or chapter 18, verse 6, it says, Speaking of Hezekiah, uh, he said, For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments. And, of course, that commandments, we're talking about the word of God, which the Lord commanded Moses. So Hezekiah was a ruler who really understood the importance of Scripture. And I think that's important. It also speaks of Hezekiah in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 31. It says, In every work that he began in the service of the house of God, uh, and in the law, again, the, the word of God, and in the commandments to seek his God, he did it with all his heart and prospered. Now remember, he's the king of Judah. He's you know, what we would call a president. And I think that's important that he understood the importance of Scripture. In other words, if he read it in the Scriptures, that's what he was going to do. And he was going to lead his nation uh, in the same way. Uh, And uh, Hezekiah certainly through this would, would bring revival to his nation... And again, he commissioned these, these particular proverbs over the next uh, several chapters here. Wr- they were written by Solomon, but he brought them kind of back out, had them copied down and, and really taught to his people. It also te- tells us uh, in Second Chronicles 29 that he also put an emphasis on the Psalms as well. Uh, And it says, Moreover, Hezekiah the king and the princes commanded the Levites to sing praise unto the Lord with the words of David and Asaph. They were the authors of of many of the Psalms, uh, and they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped. And so really this revival brought about by Hezekiah really had to do everything with the Word of God. And and, and I think that's important. So again, it's a great truth uh, that, that... Revival came really through a godly ruler who emphasized what God said uh, and the Word of God. Uh, And that led to a lot of things being straightened out and proper worship being restored in the temple, uh, idols being removed and those types of things from all of the land of Judah, and God would begin to bless. Now we fast forward today. You know, we we think of America, right? Uh, And uh, the pitiful shape that we're in. And uh, I believe that this will have to be what it takes as well for us if we want to see a national revival. Now, I've been saying this quite a bit. I want to remind you, we don't have to have a national revival for us to have a revival. Uh, I, I've said this also, even a little further, this church don't even have to have a revival for you to have a revival. Amen? And so I think that's important to, to understand. But I am talking about a national revival And when we think about a national revival, of course, we might kind of think more along the political realm, policies. But it's not going to be political things. It's not going to be policies that make our nation great again. Um, I believe in good policies, but that's not what's going to make our nation great again. It's going to be what's going to make our nation great again so we get back to what our founding fathers understood when we return to the commandments of God. That's, that's what's going to bring national revival. Uh, and I believe that could happen. I don't know that it will, but I believe it could happen. But um, uh, to kind of stay on point for tonight, uh, certainly a ruler uh, relationship with the Lord... Uh, and even his relationship with the people under his area of rule certainly are important. And that's what we're talking about tonight, a ruler's relationship with God and the people. And we could certainly make a lot of different applications uh, through, throughout this. So I want to pause here for just a moment as I am concerned about this. So what, what's going on, Miss? Okay. All right. Okay, so a ruler's relationship with God and the people uh, certainly uh, is important. Uh, but, but again, it's so important that, you know, to me, this could apply really in a lot of different ways. Uh, uh, in other words, it, certainly a nation. But if you have any area of rule, this could apply, right? I mean, certainly we could apply it to a husband, uh, a father, if you will, uh, being uh, the spiritual leader of his home and family, you know. Uh, he needs to be in the Word of God, Amen. Yeah, I mean that's important if he wants to make the right decisions. Needs to have a proper relationship there. Certainly a pastor, uh, no doubt. We can see that a Sunday school teacher, uh, children's church worker, all these types of things. But but not just you know in the the uh, uh, you know the, the church realm, but but even an employer. You know, uh, God will bless an employer that, that is right with him and makes, makes decisions uh, based on Scripture and runs his business, if you will, according to what the Word of God says. And certainly, so this application could be made in a lot of different areas, and it's amazing what God can do when a, when a ruler begins to put... An emphasis on God's word. And, and you guys hear me preach all the time, especially to the family. You know, that's what we have to have. And of course, uh, uh, if there is, uh, unfortunately, we live in a day and age where, where some women are on their own. There isn't a man of the, there. But if there is a husband, certainly uh, that husband needs to be putting an emphasis on the word of God in their family. And uh, so we're going to look here. We've already talked about uh, uh, verse 1 there. And so we're going to start with verse 2. And we just got uh, a few points here. It won't take long. And we're just going to preach on down to verse 7. Uh, but number 1, right decisions come from a proper understanding of God's word. Notice what it says in verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, uh, but the honor of the king is to search out uh, a matter. Now, uh That wording might kind of confuse us a little bit, but once I explain it, I think you'll see it very plainly. But I go back to what I was talking about, leaders and and a biblical worldview. Most leaders today probably don't have a proper biblical worldview. As a matter of fact, there probably isn't any leaders that I know of, and it possibly could be true there's not a leader on the face of the planet that is a leader over a nation that really has a proper biblical view. I mean, I, I think we could probably almost say that. Could, I could be wrong, but, but I, I bet that, that, that it, it could be true. And, of course, uh, this will always lead to those influenced by their rule to, to suffer in this area as well, you see. In other words, uh, that's what got Judah and, and even Israel, the ten northern tribes, in trouble to begin with. It was always a king that got away from God, and the people followed the king. And so that's why it's important. And again, we go back to our country. It is the way it is because uh, the Bible has been silenced or, or watered down so much that, that it's you know, certainly lost, uh, you know, because the way it's treated, it's lost its effectiveness and influence. If it would be preached and lived, it certainly would work. But if the Word of God is, is seen as it should be, it truly changes people's lives, Amen. Uh, and that's a wonderful thing. That's a great thing. Uh, and Hezekiah, I go back to him, he searched out the truth found in God's Word. And it didn't matter what his father did or his grandfather did. He just said, hey, uh, you know, he may have very well loved his, his dad or his grandpa, but, but he loved the Word of God more. Amen. And, and he said, hey, look, that's wrong. We're not going to do that anymore because God said so. And... Any other ruler, no matter what we may have rule over, we would all be wise to do the same thing, amen. It's not a popular thing, uh, you know. Uh, uh, a young man gets saved and, and he wants to begin to lead his family, you know, uh, according to the word of God. He'll get pushback. He'll get pushback from his wife. He'll get pushback from his kids. He'll get pushback from his own parents sometimes. Uh, uh, but, but he has to say, look, this is for me and my house, Amen. And that's what we need. And uh, so, uh, to get back to this verse, it is true there's a lot that we don't know about God. Um, You know, uh, I I think probably we could safely say in Hezekiah's day, uh, it was even more so because today we have a complete revelation of God, a completed Bible. So we have uh, a blessing here to have a little more knowledge about things. I'm not saying that, we were, that we're closer to God or love God more. I'm just saying we have more uh, uh, revelation, if you will, um, because we have a complete Bible. In other words, all that God is going to reveal to us is in the Bible, amen? And we don't believe in these people that say they get a new revelation, right? You, know, that's, that, you need to stay away from that, all right? Every, God's told us everything we need to know. So, But a wise ruler, when it comes to the Bible, he'll search out those things, Uh, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. Uh, In other words, as he searches out, and as we as individuals, we we dig in the word of God, uh, we're, you know, in doing so, we are actually glorifying God when we do that. It brings God glory and honor as you dig in the word of God, and and you begin to learn things about God. That that helps you, but it also brings glory to God, Um, and... Praise the Lord. I mean, is that not what we want our president doing? Amen. Sitting down and saying, "Okay, God, I'm the I'm the president of the United States. What will Thou have me to do?" I mean, that's that's what we need, right? You know. Uh, and, and so again, and again, it, it's not just a president. If if you are married, if you have children or grandchildren or or class or whatever, you you need to uh, to look at it the right way as well. Because number one, right decisions come from a proper understanding of God's word. Uh, if we don't have a proper understanding of God's Word, uh, we, our intentions might be well. You know, we might, I mean, we sincerely are trying to do the right thing, but if we're not guided by the Word of God, chances are we'll do the wrong thing. And, and so we, we need the Bible in our life. Number two, only a biblical leader uh, can properly make decisions that will fully protect a nation. Amen. You know, anyone who, I go back, you know, anybody that has an area of rule has a responsibility to protect that which he has rule over. In other words, God expects you. Yeah, you're a ruler over that, but you're also to protect that area of rule as well. Now, we're, still, we're not talking about just being the tough guy that keeps the bad guys out. Certainly, that's part of it. But you're to protect them from spiritual danger. You're to protect them from things that aren't right. So we look at verse 3 there. Let's take a look at verse 3. Uh, it says, The heaven for height and the earth for depth And the heart of a king is unsearchable. Now we have to understand culture a little different. Kings looked at maybe a little bit differently than they are today. But certainly we could still learn some things. Uh, Today, again, when it comes to what's above the earth and even below the surface, as mentioned here, we certainly probably know quite a bit more than even Solomon did because of technology and those types of things. But uh, uh, Solomon is saying here, and certainly true today, there are things we know exist, but we, we know little about them. I mean, we know they're there, but we don't know a lot about them. Um, and uh, uh, we have here kind of the same way. We have a king here that's mentioned uh, in the same way the heart of a king is unsearchable. In other words, the people really didn't really understand everything that the king had on his plate. I mean, he's trying to protect. Now, now again, we're not trying to uh, turn people into deity, but if a king was, in this case Hezekiah, was doing all that he needed to do, the people need to understand they need to have a certain amount of trust to him, with him and not question his authority. Now today, that don't set well with us because we're spoiled Americans and we don't like nobody telling us what to do. <laughs> Amen. Or woe is me, but that's just how it is. And I understand why a lot of people have let us down over the years. But uh, again, uh, uh, now we're not to blindly follow people, but if they're doing what God says and they're uh, holding to the Scriptures, then, then we need to understand some things here. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people that are really puffed up, think they know, know more about leading than the person that's leading does. Uh, and that always causes a problem. And uh, so, so Solomon says, again, there's things that we don't know about, uh, uh, and, and, and a king uh, certainly would be the same, same way. Uh, in other words, they're in the same way, a ruler, if you will, uh, has to keep some things uh, confidential. In other words, not everybody under that individual's rule is privy to everything that's going on. Right. I mean, that's, that's just the fact. And, and there's reasons for that, right? Because he's trying to protect in many different ways. Uh, and it was to help protect what he was ruling over. Um, there are certain things. And, and again, I, I'm a military guy. I, I believed in doing what I was told. No questions asked. And, and I know that could maybe be a problem. But, but again, we're looking at this from what the Bible teaches, and this is what this verse is saying. There were certain things that the general public in Hezekiah's day, they just simply didn't need to know about. Now, as Americans, we don't like that, you know, because we've kind of been brainwashed. We think we, we need to know everything that's going on. Um, and, and I don't believe that we do, because it helps keep things that could potentially harm others safe and secure, You know, there there are certain things I believe we do need to trust our our military with. Uh, uh, Certain things that if they got out would bring danger to our country and weaken it. Um, And so again, I I have to just have faith in God first uh, and to trust. But again, we're looking at this how God looks at it. And I know there are scoundrels. I know that people have dropped the ball. But I'm just telling you tonight what God says. And that's what we need. Um, there are times when we just simply have to trust those that have rule over us Whether it's, you know, uh, a president, a military uh, You're, you know, uh, you know, most of us are grown and, and you know, have our own air rule uh, But we all know we've been there There were things that as a mom or a dad that we had to make a decision But our children didn't need to know everything about it Because it wasn't good for them It's the same way uh, uh, certainly, uh, uh, pastors would, would fall in that same type of category as well. And so we just have to trust those that, that have the rule over us. Uh, and, and again, these things are, are kept away uh, for their own good. Now, it says in verse 4, notice verse 4 and 5, it says, Take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Uh, take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne shall be established in righteousness. And so again, to remind you of our point here, uh, only a biblical leader can probably make decisions that will, will fully protect a nation. One of those times is, is he has to understand that there is certain information that, that could harm people, so he has to be careful with that. But then we, we look at this, that, this verse 4 and 5, anyone that has an area of rule, whether it's of a nation or a home or what have you, uh, that uh, they have to, to certainly protect it. They have to make decisions that, that keep their area of rule away from wickedness. Uh, you say, okay, well, what is wickedness? Whatever the Bible calls wickedness. And, and so we're not talking, we say protection, it's not you know, keeping the roaring lion out there but it's also talking about unbiblical practices coming into your home, unbiblical music coming into your home, unbiblical uh, entertainment coming into your home, uh, unbiblical uh, cultural things that, that are creeping into our schools and stuff that are brainwashing these young people. Hey, listen, we need, we need to protect them from that. Amen, amen, and amen, right? Uh, but now we need to do it because it goes against the word of God. That's, that's, that's my point. And so these, a lot of application could be made here. Um, and so we see here about the refining of silver. Uh, in other words, we, look, we protect what we have a rule over uh, by removing impurities that find their way into our life and into our home. You know, we're not going to have that. that that's going to have to be refined out of there. And, you know, we see there, we've talked about this in detail, the the purging away of dross. In other words, that's removing the wickedness out of there. And this leaves a more pure and refined, safe area of rule. Amen? Uh, listen, uh, to me the, the home is is this is where this ought to be played out right here is the home, amen. Hey listen, your hey listen, your home ought to be ought to be the cleanest place, the purest place, the holiest place that your children and grandchildren ever see. It ought to be your home, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I I tell you, I think that's important. And so we think about the process processing of of refining precious metals. Uh, It requires some heat, (laughs) amen. It requires some uncomfortable work. It's not easy to keep your home purified. It's not easy for a pastor to keep the, the church body purified, amen. It wasn't easy for Hezekiah to keep his nation purified, but purified he must, amen. And we need to do the same thing. I think that's important as well. Uh, And so again, all these things, uh, if we want to protect our air of rule, we have to understand things. And of course, all of this uh, is certainly uh, governed by what saith the Lord. We always need to remember that. And I go back to our country as well. Our country is not going to prosper as long as we have leaders and those that make decisions. And, uh, excuse me, but Christians who stick their head in the sand and never say anything, but as long as our country is doing what it's doing, we're never going to prosper as long as we allow wickedness to prevail. Amen. You know, I know there's a lot of other things that are going on in our culture that are repulsive uh, and an abomination to God. But I- I'm telling you, America will pay for the millions of little babies that have been slaughtered. I mean, that, that, that day causes me to tremble. There will be a day of reckoning because of that. Now, I'm thankful for what's kind of happened in the last several months last year. But uh, there's a lot of explaining going to have to be done, amen? And then, and then uh, you know, gay marriage, uh, legalizing of, of drugs and, and even alcohol. Uh, let's just get back to this whole gender thing and let's just let's just go back to what the old preachers called it unisex that's what we're talking about when a boy decides he wants to be a girl and a girl decides he wants to be a boy just because he thinks it that's all part of the unisex movement amen that, that's that's men want you know uh, men want to act like women and women want to act like men it's it's it, there's nothing new under the sun it's just it's just coming to fruition amen and now they're attacking our precious little minds and hearts and it's a shame. And it's right here in West Plains. We're, we're not immune to it. We're not immune to it. And uh, so, hey, listen, as long as our country uh, is doing what it's doing, we'll never prosper as long as we allow wickedness to, to prevail. Um, and uh, that, that's dross in our country. <laughs> and, and we need rulers that won't be afraid to scrape that off the top. Amen. Because it's no good. It's absolutely no good. And it's a stench in the nose of God. And so, number two, only a biblical leader can properly make decisions that will fully protect uh, a nation. And then number three, <clears throat> then we'll be done, it says those under an area of rule must have the proper attitude towards their ruler. So it's not just the ruler doing the right things, but it's those that are following the ruler doing the right things as well. That's also key. And uh, I go back to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of on my my soapbox about our country but but you know i go back to our country again and there's a lot of things that are hurting our country but one of the things too and it's all tied together but but it's teaching that it's honorable to buck authority i mean you know that i mean all of a sudden all you got to do is just go against something and you got a platform and you got people applauding you you know and, and, you know, he's a free thinker, she's a free thinker, you know, They're, they got an independent mind, you know, they got a strong spirit about them, you know, uh, but, but the Bible teaches no such thing, you know, the Bible never teaches that, that we're to do those types of things. Uh, uh, there are times, certainly, as the disciples would say, that we're going to obey God and not man, uh, you know, inst- even instead of a ruler. But I, I think we've taken this to the extreme. Well, I don't think. We have taken it to the extreme. In other words, there's so much rebellion to authority going on that, um, that certainly doesn't fall into that category. You know? <laughs> In other words, this isn't righteous indignation. This is just pure old rebellion. Ain't nobody going to tell me what I can do and what I can think. I mean, that's, that's it. Um, and uh, God hates that, by the way. God hates pride as much as he hates anything else. Amen. Because really pride is where all these other abominations come from. It's pride. Uh, and so again, it's, it's not just about the ruler, but those that are under an air of rule must have the proper attitude towards their ruler. I'm just telling you, we've, we've had a couple generations or three, maybe four, uh, kids you know, that have grown up watching their parents rebel and buck the system, and they're just doing the same thing. But just like everything else The next generation takes it a little further Than the generation before them And now we're seeing it You know um, uh, I don't know about you But even when I was a teenager I mean when lawman pulled you over was, Yes sir, no sir You had your hat in your hand You didn't get all You know Because back in my day They'd thump you I mean they, you, you get beat up And nobody asks any questions I say that's a good thing I say that's a good thing Amen we need that. We need that. I tell you, we're, we're getting more narcissistic each and every week as it goes on. Nobody fears anything. And uh, so let's, let's move on here. Uh, but uh, verses 6 and 7, again, uh, teaching us humility and respect to those who have authority over us. And we've talked about this. <clears throat> Whether it's a president, your employer, your pastor, your teacher, your Sunday school teacher, certainly your parents. I mentioned law enforcement, judges, governors. Hey, listen, I'm not saying you have to like what they're doing, but, but they do have rule over you, and the Bible has a lot to say about submitting to their rule. Amen. We need to get a hold of that. Uh, this is about, you know, because what people are doing today is they, it's really just them wanting to elevate themselves uh, over those that have the rule over them. Um, and, and they want to do it at, at their expense. In other words, you know, they're, they you know they make them the bad guy or what have you and uh you know i I tell you it's not good uh when we have that attitude you know there are just some people out there that don't like anybody in authority over them i mean they don't they don't like anybody telling them what to do it don't matter who it is whether it's their boss uh whether it's a teacher their employer it's just they automatically put up a wall and keep them at arm's length you know and I'm just telling you, that's not biblical. Uh, and, and that's, that's really going to cause a lot of pain in your life. Uh, and it's certainly not good for America as well. Um, and so, again, uh, verse uh, 6 and 7, notice what it says. It says, Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king, and stand not in the, pa- the place of great men. In other words, he's saying, you know, don't, don't be up there trying to rub elbows where you ought not be trying to rub elbows. Don't, don't, don't think too highly of yourself. For it is better, uh, for better it is that it be said unto thee, Come up hither, than thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince whom thine eyes have seen. I also think uh, what Jesus teaches us. Uh, i tell you what, let's just go ahead and turn there, Luke chapter 14. Let's go ahead and, and uh, look at this. This gives us a little better idea to understand it. And then we'll, we'll be done. But Luke chapter 14, uh, notice this parable that... Uh, 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 our Lord gives us in Luke 14, beginning with verse 7. Uh, verse 7, Luke 14, verse 7. Same place in their Proverbs, we'll be right back. But it says there in Luke 14, verse 7, and He put forth, that's Jesus, put forth a parable to those which were bidden. In other words, there was a, a a feast going on. Now the Bible uses the word rooms, but it's what we would just call a chair. Just imagine if you will, and it's a little different what we might think, but just imagine there's a table and the farther up you are at that table, the more important the people get. And so he says, you've been invited to this place. Now your, your nature might say, I want to get up there with the big dogs. I want, I want to get up there and sit close to those. But notice what Jesus says in verse 8. He says, when thou art bidden of any man to a wedding, set not down in the highest room, the highest place, if you will. This is what I was telling you. Lest a more honorable man than thou... Be bidden of him. Let me just tell you, there are more honorable men than you are. There are more honorable women than you are. Amen? Okay, doesn't mean they're better. Doesn't mean they're worth more. But, but they are above us in, in certain areas of life. We need to get a hold of that. I, you know, this whole thing that everybody has to be exactly the same. Listen, that's not in the Bible. Amen? Verse 9. And he that bade thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place... And thou being with shame to take the lowest room. In other words, you went in there with your chest all stuck up. You wanted to sit close to the front. Well, more important people came in than you. Now they say you've got to get up and move back. That's pretty embarrassing. That's pretty humbling, isn't it? Now notice what he says in verse 10. But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room. Sit way back at the end. Amen. This word Baptist would do real good in this certain parable, right? <laughs> got to get here early to get the best back seat, okay? He says, But when thou art bidden, go and sit down in the lowest room. And when he that bade thee cometh, he may say unto thee, Friend, go up higher, then shalt thou have worship in the presence of them that set at meat uh, with thee. And uh, so he's just given some practical things here. In other words, it's better to be told to come up than it is to be told to go down. You know, nobody likes a blowhard. Nobody likes a show-off. Nobody likes somebody that has to have all the attention. Amen? And and, and listen, this is something that we need to get a hold of. We live in a day and age where everybody says, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. Ain't nobody, look at me, I'm I'm going against the, I'm I'm going to break the law. I'm, I'm going to fudge this, I'm going to fudge that. And it's all about attention. It's all about trying to be something that really you're not. And God isn't pleased with that. And He'll do things Uh, to embarrass you, uh, to get you to understand that. And so, not just Jesus, we go back to Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs is just saying, let your works speak for you, amen? You don't have to try to elevate yourself. Uh, Don't don't be a bragger, don't be a self-promoter. Don't try to exalt yourself. Just serve those who are over you with humility and faithfulness and diligence. uh, As God says... And I'm just telling you, God will honor that. Uh, and in both of these cases, not only will God honor it, but those who have rule over you will also honor it as well. Amen. And I think that's important. I think a lot of young people need to learn that. So we're done for the night. You know, as we get ready to pray, you know, I, I, think, it, I think about these things. Of course, my heart is towards young people, particularly young adult men and And what our country needs today, you know, Um, but I go back to what I said earlier. What about just other areas of life, you know, other areas of rule that we might have, whether male or female? Uh, You know, the marriage. You know, everything I've said tonight, we could have just applied that to the marriage, to the home tonight. I mean, think about it. If if our home was structured by what we have looked here tonight, that, that would be a good home, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. I mean, that would be a home that was certainly blessed by God. Um, you know, how about the job? You know, uh, you, know, you know, I understand that sometimes it's very difficult to work at some of the places that, that you guys have to work at. And, and um, I understand that, but, but that's where we're at the most, you know, through the week. You know, what better place to exercise these things, whether you're the ruler or under-rule you know this, these things will serve you well, amen. And and uh, God will honor you. And again, your your place of employment will will honor you in some ways too. You know, uh, I, I believe that's uh, I believe that's true uh, because again, God God teaches these these things. Um, you know, so whether it's your home, the the job, uh, the local New Testament church, amen you know, certainly there, there's a lot of application that could be made there. Um, so, you know, these truths, you know, work in any structure where there has to be a leader. And so we go back, you know, uh, right decisions, first of all, they're always going to come from a right understanding of God's word. Um, if we want things to work right and be safe, uh, a biblical leader, you know, uh, will make biblical decisions to keep that safe. But, Also, those that are under that area rule need to have a proper attitude towards that ruler and towards that individual. You know, I think all these things are important. And I know not everybody does what they're supposed to do. You can't do nothing about that, but you can do what you have control over. Since when do we do things because somebody did this or didn't do that? Listen, you need to do what you do because God says to. You let God take care of the rest. You know, we think of marriages, over 50% of marriages end in divorce today, even for Christians. Um, and, uh, you know, the reasons are many. And it's a terrible, terrible plague that's going on out there. Um, but, but here's the thing that, that I always tell people. We could say that uh, there are children out there whose parents are, are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not raising their children properly. We may even work in a place that's not, supposed to, that's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. All I'm trying to say to you is if you have a husband or a wife that's not being the husband or wife they need to be, that's not your reason to be the husband and wife you need to be. You be the husband and wife you need to be because God says to. Amen? In other words, well, I, I'm, I'm going to be a good wife or a good husband as long as my wife or my husband's being good. You got it all wrong. You know, uh, Well, nobody else at my job does what they're supposed to do. That don't matter. You work as your work unto the Lord. You see what I'm saying? So we, we, we do what we do because of what God says, not what other people are doing or not doing. Amen? And it could be the same thing in a church. You know, There, there might be uh, people in your church that, that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, but, but you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. There might be people in your church that, 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 that offend you, but you're not to offend. Amen? I'm just I'm just trying to get you to understand. We do what we're supposed to do because we go back to what Hezekiah did. Because thus saith the Lord. And if you do that, you can't control what other people do. But when you do that, not only you be right with God, but you'll be right with them. Amen. And and that's 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 all we can do. If you're right with God and right with people, you can't get much righter than that. Amen. (laughs) Doesn't mean that people are right with you, but you can be right with them. But we got to do it God's way. Right? And we can't get full of pride. So let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and Layla Bug's going to come and uh, just come and pray. You know, there's so many things to pray about. You know, I've mentioned our country, I've mentioned our church, I've mentioned families and homes. Certainly a great deal that we could come and pray about. Pray that God would raise up men and women, but, but raise up daddies that, that are, are ruling their home according to the Word of God that will raise up daddies and mamas that say, you know what, we're, we're, we're going to be faithful to the things of God. We're going we're gonna to quit putting things on the back burner and, and, and taking our time and talent and abilities and applying them to these things that are going to disappear someday. And We're going to raise up our children in the admonition of the Lord. We're going to create a hunger for the things of God, not only in our own life, but in the life of our children, maybe even our grandchildren as well. I think that would be great, don't you? Father, we thank you for this day. Father, I hope and pray that this message, Father, would speak to our hearts and, Father, help us to understand some things. Lord, I wish I could just wave a wand and change things and make things better, Lord, but I can't. All I can do is live for you the way I know I'm supposed to. And Father, maybe through that uh, be a good testimony. Father, we pray for our country tonight. We pray for the homes, all the homes that are represented here tonight as well. And, uh, Lord, we just uh, you know, pray for you know, even our places of business, uh, our employment. Uh, Father, whatever it is, Lord, that we are involved with, God, that we would understand that uh, you're in control. Father, that we need to live out these biblical principles no matter the environment that we're in. We need to follow you. So, Father, help us tonight as we take a little time to pray, maybe grab the prayer list, bring it down to the altar, and lay it on the altar and pray over some of these things as well. Father, we need you tonight. Bless this time of prayer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen.